Bitly and Murata mornings. Social studies. Brought to you by CarolHasTheBuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Yeah, I just uh, opened up our Twitter page, Bickley underscore Murata, and I was right. We're hitting the big issues of the day. Oh, all of the problems <laughs> solved here on Social Studies. We do it in about nine minutes every morning. It's <laughs> That's fantastic. Right. That's right. Uh, welcome to Social Studies, everybody. We are on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata, at Bickley underscore Murata. Go ahead and follow us there if you haven't already. It's where our questions go every single day, starting with this one, guys. Um, looking at the Suns and what was most encouraging to you about their win over Philadelphia on Saturday. They had lost six out of seven, uh, dating through Friday against the Kings. That was uh, loss number six in that stretch, Uh, but then they charged back on Saturday and beat the Sixers by 20 back at Footprint Center. Uh, So what was most encouraging about that win on Saturday of these three options? The Suns bench really stepping up, officiating, not a factor, not impacting the game, or the news of DeAndre Ayton and Kevin Durant's return, which DA should be tonight against the Jazz. KD should be on Wednesday. Hmm. I think of those three, Mm. I would go with the middle one, officiating not a factor, but then I go back to what Bick said. Everybody's happy with the officiating when you win. Yeah. Can the Suns deal with a loss and and overcome it and not not to have that be a factor in a loss? Yep. Yeah. But I would go there. Right. I'll vote for that, too. Officiating not a factor? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, surprisingly, that is in last place right now. Brr. The play of the bench. 64% okay. of our voters said the play of the bench was most encouraging. Uh, the most encouraging thing about Saturday's win. 20% pointed to the news of DA and KD's returns. And then 16% said the fact that officiating was not a factor. Ryan Wisdom threw in something else. He says the Suns' defense against Joel Embiid was the best I've seen all year. Arthur Morgan said the bench is going to play like that every once in a while, but the news of KD coming back is more significant when you look at the bigger picture. Very true. Mm -hmm. All right. How about this from Cheese Doodle Dad? He says the officiating was terrible, but... This time around, the Suns did not let it get to them and take control of their emotions. They took out their anger and their frustration against the 76ers, and guess what? It worked, and they won with ease. All right. Uh, Bismarck Biombo was a beast, says Apache Jedi Bear. Joel Embiid who? (laughs) (laughs) He outplayed Joel Embiid. I don't think there was any debate about it. No, he did. For one game, he did. Yeah. All right, let's get to our next question. Earlier in the show, a couple times earlier in the show, we touched on the newest round of criticism from Charles Barkley pointed at Kevin Durant. He did an interview recently and spoke about how he thinks Kevin Durant is too soft, too sensitive, cares too much about the criticism that comes his way, including from Charles Barkley. So we're asking, what is your biggest problem with the modern-day athlete? And what do you like most about the modern-day athlete compared to past generations of athletes? Ooh, I like this question. Yeah, it's a good one. I want to start with the second question first. What you like most? What I like most about them Mm -hmm. is that every new generation of athletes is better than the generation before. They're the best at what they do. They continue to develop and get bigger, stronger, faster. It's it's amazing. The, the, The biggest problem... And I don't know if this is sports-wide. Focusing on the NBA is a lot of them don't seem to love to play that much. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think the worst thing is that they've all become their own brands. Mm. Is what I think That's is pretty the worst good way thing. to put it. Yeah. yeah, because I think a lot gets tied under that that umbrella, if you will. Yeah, especially what Vinny is saying. Why am too. I going to sacrifice? If I'm banged up, why am I going to come back yeah. early? Yeah. I could be damaging my brand. What's uh-huh. in it for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that plays right into what Seabocker 44 wrote in. He says, fair or not, today's athletes seem like they care more about the name on the back more than the name on the front. There are always exceptions, but overall, it's too much business. But similar to what you just said, Vince, he says what he likes most about this generation of athletes is they are more athletic than past generations. Clint from Tulsa says through research and medical advancements, modern day athletes are more athletic. However, through research and medical advancements, (laughs) modern athletes are more aware of their physical fragility. I thought the goal was to end your life wrecked and used, not in mint condition. (laughs) Jimbo says modern day athletes whine way too much. Hockey is the only sport where you barely see that. Yeah. Steve Kirk doesn't like the friendships of the modern day athlete. I miss the true rivalries like Bird and Magic, Isaiah and MJ, even Reggie and Spike. That is why I like Booker more and more each season. He is getting in the opponent's faces, and it is great. Yeah, he's got no friends for 48 minutes. Yeah. I do love that about Kevin Booker. No question. All right, let's get to the final response for that question from Matt. What he doesn't like, his biggest problem with a modern-day athlete is their autographs. There was a time when a man's <laughs> autograph meant something. These young whippersnappers who have to sign 10,000 cards a month, and it's barely legible, acting like it's tough. I tell you what, he writes, Joe DiMaggio did not fight in World War II, so you can sign your initials only. That's fabulous. That's a take, Matt. Uh, That's where you drop your phone. (laughs) I think the modern fan, though, the young fan, doesn't want an autograph. They They want the selfie. selfie. That is so true. Absolutely. An autograph. What am I supposed to do with an autograph? Take a selfie with it? What's a pen? Or a pencil. Yeah, Yeah, you wouldn't know, Jared. Would you? I have had this red pen now for two weeks straight. Really? Wow. Two weeks. Should try Longest writing with it now. Longest relationship he's ever been in. <laughs> All right. Doesn't even make sense, that joke. I know. Love you, Karen. All right. Final question for today's edition of Social Studies. Uh, yesterday, LeBron James told reporters that two doctors recommended season-ending surgery for him, but he clearly did not do that. Uh, I'm pulling up the sound here. The, uh, a reporter asked in the locker room after the Lakers game, okay, well, why why did you not get surgery then? Did anyone ever suggest surgery? Yeah, two doctors. Why did you decide against it? Because I went to LeBron James' feet and he told me I should. <laughs> You went to the LeBron James defeat. All right, so what this question is basically asking is, what are we arguably the second best at? I okay. knew oh. you were going to go there. <laughs> yes, the question is, what are you the LeBron James of? And some people did go that route. Uh, in fact, J-Rod Card said, I'm trying to think of when I'm the third best at something while being the biggest loudmouth as well. That's, I'll that's get back excellent. to you. That's excellent. What are your guys' answers? What are you the LeBron James of? I am the LeBron James of disliking LeBron James. Oh! <laughs> true. I think you are. <laughs> what do you dislike more, though? Luca or LeBron? I dislike Luca more. Okay. Um, to, to answer the question at the, the way it was intended to be Thank asked, um, I used to be the LeBron James of steering wheel drumming. 
<laughs> You're pretty good at it. I you was, are. I was great at it, and now it's that's another thing that's been taken away from me. That my body has failed. Arthritis is just really. So no. you just you don't have the hand speed you once did. No, and it's painful. Oh, <laughs> Dang. What about you, Beck? I need to. I need um, to invent some gloves. old old dude hair flow. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. You are. You are. Dominant that I do absolutely, uh, Jared. Do you have one? Um, it's okay if you don't. No, I wasn't. All right, a LeBron James of uh, comedy. What? Mario. The Le- <laughs> <laughs> of song parodies of wrestling trivia. Yes. How about that? Yes. All right, Dave Burns. I'll give you that one. Yeah, we'll go to that one. Dave Burns says he is the LeBron James of gin and tonics. He makes a mean one. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh. Operating a forklift, says Scott Brooks. Ryan Gard is the LeBron James of Bananagrams. What a game. <laughs> Keith is the Le- LeBron James of maintaining a dad bod. I'm good at that, too. <laughs> Elon, LeBron James of eating pizza. Of donuts, says MacArthur Lane. Of worrying, says Daniel Woods. Of procrastination, says Jarrett Buble. I would like to challenge you on that, Jared yeah, what's, what's your What was your answer, Sarah? Napping. I freaking roll at napping. <laughs> I I want to be good at it. I'm not good at it. Oh, my gosh. I look forward to it every day, and sometimes it just doesn't happen for me. <laughs> I, that's, that's the one thing I can count on myself for yeah. is a solid nap. That being said, 10.08, I think I'll be... Head on pillow. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thanks Thank you. everybody who chimed in on social studies. Epically underscore Murata on Twitter is where that all happens. Coming up next, have the uh, Suns navigated successfully successfully through the roughest patch of their season? We'll get into that and brighter days ahead. Next, it's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. I thought the emotional stamina was in a good place because when you're playing against Big Joe, he's going to draw contact. And sometimes it's just frustrating when you're playing great defense and big dude like that's just running into you. I thought we held the rope as far as mental stamina tonight. That helped us for sure. And um, I thought the game plan discipline was really good. Kev came in with a a bit of a plan to try to mix it up on Joe, and we had a bit of a different pick-and-roll coverage on the backside of our defense tonight to try to take away their pocket passes. And um, in a few instances, it helped us, um, especially in the third. We got a couple of steals, or we forced like tough passes that led to transition opportunities for us. So off of a back-to-back, that was a a huge effort, in my opinion, um, based on how last night went. Monty Williams, Saturday night after the Suns dismantled the Philadelphia 76ers, 125-105. And that was on the heels of, for me at least, and I know I don't speak for anybody but me, but... Friday night was an uh uh-oh moment for me and watching the Phoenix Suns Mm -hmm. in Sacramento. I thought they came out and played a great first half. Um, They were in control of the game, and at the first sign of choppy water, things fell apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got two technicals in a minute span from Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and the Suns really never recovered from it. Their defense was shoddy all night long. And they, they lost to a good team, but it was not... It was not a good performance. No. Uh, there was not much to be happy about, especially with the the way they, again, 
reacted to the officiating. Mm-hmm. So for them, 24 hours later, Bick, on the second half of a back-to-back, to really kick in and, and emotional stamina is what Monty Williams said in that uh, soundbite. That's a good way to put it. They were um, they were stable emotionally, and they played with a desperation. Yes. Make no mistake about it. It's March 27th, and DeAndre Ayton's been out, and Kevin Durant's been out, but... This is playoff mode right now. Mm-hmm. The Suns have to be in playoff mode, and they showed it on Saturday night, and it was very reassuring yes. to see. Yeah, I agree with you. I, and, and again, this people mishear me when I say this all the time. They think I don't like the Suns when I complain about this element of the basketball team. I do like the Suns. I love the Suns. I want them to win more than anything, and and I want to identify what's holding them back. And this is this is the, one of the areas that I worry about, because Monty Williams, how much has he spent now on fines in the last two and a half weeks was it just one fine he incurred I think so it was yeah, 20, that was 20, 20 grand. So it was the 20 grand. Okay, gotcha. I thought there might have been one before that as well. All right. So um, so for that to go down Friday night after the Monty fine and after all the civic hand-wringing about all this, yes. I started to think, what is going on? Why can't they understand? Why don't, can't they get their arms around this issue? As I was right with you there on Friday, and, and, I, and as great as Devin Booker was on Saturday, because he brought that energy on Saturday that, that he was going to carry that. That team. It was almost as if Devin Booker heard somebody criticize him for not being able to lead the team without KD. Mm-hmm. And he went out and proved he could. But even he had a couple moments in that game where I'm like, get out, quit thinking about these officials. Quit foul hunting. Play basketball. Let the fouls come to you. Don't go searching for them because now you're focusing on those guys instead of those guys. Okay, I'm not going to go back into this rant again. But, but to me, this is what I worry about with the team and that worry went away completely in the three games that Kevin Durant was around. And that's my hope. My hope is that Kevin Durant will do something to the rest of the group that kind of eases that that belief or that feeling, whatever it is, and just get him into a different yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, we had talked so much about Kevin Durant being inserted into the Suns lineup and it's making things easier both offensively and defensively. Yeah. But you're bringing up a different kind of ease. And I, I think it's a great point you're making, too, that it's not all the pressure on Devin Booker to be that guy or Devin Booker to be the guy that's fighting this one-man crusade against how the Suns are being officiated by how he's being officiated. Right. It does. It, there's such a trickle-down effect in so many different areas mm-hmm. just having Kevin Durant on the floor. Again, we haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm you know, personally pumping the brakes a little bit and... Even Sarah earlier today when she brought it up, uh, I think it was in, in the Rush Hour reboot about we won't we won't see it until Kevin Durant's on the court in a Suns uniform. I'm taking it a step further. We saw him on the court in a Suns uniform before a game and he got hurt. When the ball gets tossed up, that's that's when we can believe it. Right. True. Well that's a good point. It's kinda like my 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 air of disbelief that the Arizona Cardinals were actually in a Super Bowl until I saw their logo painted in the end zone at the site of right. the Super Bowl. That's right. when it finally set in. So uh-huh. that's when it'll set in for me. Yeah, listen, so so to me I, I take a look at this and and, and I think definitely Definitely that I thought 
um, KD on the bench Saturday night was a good sign because he hasn't always been there. He was there, and he was shooting during timeouts yep. again, yep. Get, getting some shots up. Uh, you can tell he's itching. He, yeah, so he, he, yeah. he, he wants to get back. So you can tell play. he's close. And I'm, I'm sure this has been borderline embarrassing to him to be out this long over something as goofy as slipping by yourself during warm-ups. Um, so I, I can't wait to see this thing get rebooted. And we'll find out. We'll find out if the basketball gods have finally realized, you know what, we've really, really, really done them dirty. Or are the basketball gods, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be something, huh? They're obviously looking for a reboot. <laughs> I don't even like the term of the uh, the use of the term boot there because it reminds me of the walking boot that Kevin Durant had on it. Oh, no! Right, it right, right. Oh, foot. the boot! Yeah. The boot! We've talked, <laughs> we talked about, about the boot! About the boot! Oh, my God! Uh, coming up next, uh, by the way, Suns and Jazz tonight in Salt Lake City before we get to see uh, the return of Kevin Durant. That's me knocking. Yes. Uh, and possibly the uh, return of uh, DeAndre Ayton tonight. 6 o'clock tip, 5.30 pregame here on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. We'll hand out some weekend hardware next on the Monday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show. We are Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Every day at this time, we go to our fabulous website, ArizonaSports.com, and we take a look at our daily poll question. Looking at the NCAA men's tournament, guys, the final four is set. Who do you think wins the national title? Miami, UConn, FAU, or San Diego State? Whatever I vote for, don't pick that because they won't win. That's how this is well, gone. UConn's going to win. UConn has been far and away mm-hmm. the best of those four teams in this tournament. And, yeah, just ripping people apart. So that, that would be my vote. 55% of our voters agree they are going with UConn to win the national title. 19% say San Diego State. 15% say Florida Atlantic. 12% say Miami. There you go. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it now on the uh, homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Handing out the hardware. Hardware is our version of the award show. It's brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize. Proud nutrition partner of your son. Start us off, Dan Bickley. All right, the Tough Break Award, Vinny, I'm given to the PGA Tour. Now, I am not a fan of match play golf. I never have been for whatever reason. It just doesn't do anything for me. And the tournament, the WGC, is a match play tournament. So yesterday morning in the semis, you had Scotty Scheffler taking on a dude, and you had Rory McIlroy taking on a dude. You've got two of the top players in the world that could have gone mano y mano in the championship. Both got both got clipped in the semifinals, which led to a championship match between Cam Young and Sam Burns. And it was ridiculous because the telecast showed more of the consolation match, which was McElroy Scheffler, oh, than they wow. did of the Young Perth's match, which nobody cared about. Oh, that's yeah, rough it, for it those guys rough. that made it to the championship, yeah, oh, though. Oh. So basically, golf had their own version of San Diego State against FAU. That's exactly what they had. That's exactly what they had. <laughs> that is tough. Yeah, it was. Uh, my first award is the Francis Scott Off-Key Award. Oh! <laughs> in honor of, uh, still, in my opinion, the funniest moment ever 
ever to happen on ESPN, and that was the reaction to Charlie of, of Charlie Steiner uh, when he saw the footage of Carl Lewis singing the national anthem. Here's a little taste of Charlie Steiner just losing it. Uh, Written by Francis Scott off key. <laughs> it still makes me laugh every time I see it. But the award is going to a uh, an Italian American singer named Ellie Nora, who had uh, the duty of singing the national anthems at a qualifying soccer match between Italy and England. And her attempt at God Save the Queen might have let oh. Carl Lewis off the hook. On uh, technical issues, but still, you could, the the reaction shots of people. <laughs> wow! A lot of times when those like things happen, be, it's so yeah. uncomfortable. She yeah. was probably wearing an earpiece yes. yeah, that had the music on a delay, or she was hearing echo in her head, or something. Yeah. Also, is that not the tune of a Christmas song? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, come, let us adore. That, oh, yeah. that oh, come, all exactly ye faithful. Like that. Yes. Oh, come, the queen. <laughs> Someone finish singing. It was uncomfortable, but wow. she, she, gets, uh-huh. she gets the award. All right, my first award is the Frank Caliendo Award, and it goes to Bulls broadcaster Stacy King, who during a game this weekend, they showed Shannon Sharp singing courtside, which led Stacey King... He's got those, court, those sweet L.A. courtside seats. Yep, Stacey King went into his impression of Shannon Sharp. Yeah, let me tell you something. That was uncalled for what Patrick Beverly did to me at the game. I'm going oh, Skip, no. skip, skip. I'm a Hall of Famer, Skip. I'm a Hall of Famer, Skip. Shannon, what can the Bulls do right now? The Bulls won. I'm a Bulls fan. Skip the ball, man. I'm a Bulls fan. Skip a fly. Skip a fly. I'm supposed to go. Pretty good. Dang. Not bad. Not bad. Stacy King. Yeah. Has uh, impressions at the ready. <laughs> Apparently. All right. This remember is... the, you remember those Bulls teams, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I know them okay. well. <laughs> Stacy King was a disaster. Was, I, don't, I don't remember exactly why now, but I remember him being one of the stars of the Jordan documentary during the pandemic. There was something that came out in that. I can't remember now. Yeah, I can't remember what it was either. All right, this is the Sit and Real Purdy Award. It goes to Valley native Brock Purdy. 49ers GM John Lynch said about an hour ago at NFL owners meetings that Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold all will compete to be San Francisco's starting quarterback this fall. But he said Brock Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse. Quote, I think Brock has earned the right with the way that he has played. He is probably the leader at that. If we were to line up, he'd probably take that first snap. So just another round of applause for Mr. Irrelevant, not only upending Jimmy Garoppolo, but now yeah. potentially taking the place of the Niners' third overall pick How in 2021. That? How about Trey that? Lance. And this is going wild. to be year three for Trey Lance, correct? Yes, because he was drafted in 21. Okay. In 22 okay. season. I, yeah, I guess the pressure to play him is kind of wearing off. Now about it. All right, my last award is the Sportsman Award, and I'm giving it to Fanatics founder Michael Rubin. This has just popped on social media. It is fabulous. Highly advise you go check this out. Uh, Fanatics founder Michael Rubin, he ran into a Devin Booker fan in a trading card shop over the weekend, started talking to this young girl, 
and said, hey, you know what? Check this out. So we FaceTime book, book answered, and it gave the young fan the surprise of a lifetime. She just started bawling in happiness. It's really, really a cool thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it, really was the, cool. it was the day after the Sixers game, and Michael Rubin was, uh, you know, I, is he still part owner of the Sixers? I think he was at one point, but he's like, yeah, I'm mad at you because you beat my Sixers that's right, last night. That's right. And apparently, Devin Booker is going to send a, an autographed jersey. Aww, that is pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my next award is the Laziness Award, and I'm giving it to, um, well, a whole website, really. Oh, boy. It's uh, the For the Win blog on usatoday.com, which had a lot of good material on yeah. it. They do a lot of Google search kind of articles and way too much on video games on this blog. But anyway, um, they have a piece that uh, is out today since baseball season is upon us. Ranking all 30 MLB teams in 2023 from least to most, most watchable. So I'm like, all right, let's see where the fun brand of baseball Arizona Diamondbacks land on this list. This person's got him 25th. The 25th most watchable team. That's a fun team to watch. And the write-up wow. made less sense. What a bizarre offseason for the D-backs. They traded for Kyle Lewis, traded away Dalton Varsho, signed Evan Longoria, and then gave Corbin Carroll an eight-year $111 million deal. Anyways, they'll battle with Colorado for the bottom of the National League West. First of all, you don't you don't acknowledge that you got one of the top prospects in baseball in exchange for Dalton Varsho? Why is signing Corbin Carroll to an 11 The top prospect yeah, in baseball? Why is that yeah. a bad thing? Yeah. And why are they going to compete with the Rockies for the seller? It's just, if you're going to write about baseball, know the sport. Yes. Ah. Speaking of baseball, my award is the Bobby Bonilla Award. <laughs> and it goes to the person who is the fourth highest paid player on the Cincinnati Reds this year. Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, my gosh. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr., who will be making nearly $4 million this year in deferred payment from when he used to play for the Reds over a decade ago, is the fourth highest played player on the Reds this year. Wow. Wow. Cincinnati Reds baseball. Yeah. Yes. Well, I know it says a lot about a lot of things there. Catch and eat. Okay. I will quickly get to my final award uh, for today. Taking heat for the feet. We already talked about LeBron James during social studies, how uh, he explained that he had been given advice from two different doctors to get season-ending surgery on his feet, but he said, no, I'm going to go to the LeBron James of feet. <laughs> so creepy. And that person told him, don't get surgery. I know we already read some of our listener responses to that. What are you the LeBron James of? But I just... I had to go for the win style and read some of the best responses to that story yesterday yes. just from the internet. Yes. Okay, he says he went to the LeBron James of feet and decided he would be able to return this season. Sky Isaac says, it's weird he wouldn't go to the best podiatrist. <laughs> this is the doctor that cleared Tua, <laughs> said another person. Tom Fornelli goes, oh, so he's the second greatest foot doctor of all time? No, boy. And then this one from a guy, DJ, he says, so this doctor went straight from high school to opening a practice of his own. He eventually moved to Miami, then back home, now works on the feet of the stars in Hollywood. It was a very curious story for a number of reasons, but just, and you don't know if it's tongue in cheek or if he really meant it. Because he had that I mean, he had that line ready to go. I went yeah. to the LeBron James of feet after two doctors told me to have surgery. Can you imagine if Dr. LeBron James 
was wrong. Wow. And he should have had the surgery and re-injures himself. And the problem, too, is when you don't know if they're joking, that's bad. Yeah. You want to just know that that person was being tongue-in-cheek or foot-in-cheek. It is hilarious, though, that... The insult, the biting, scathing burn to hurl at LeBron is, yeah, the second greatest (laughs) of all All time. time. I know. It's, uh, yeah. Good perspective, Jared. No, it wasn't. Shut up, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to be the second best of all time at anything. That is uh, hardware brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Also want to remind you, as always, throughout the show, your thoughts are welcome at the FanDuel text line at 620-620. Coming up next, a trade demand in the NFL. Big breaking news uh, in the league today. That and some final thoughts on this Monday next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. Today's song of the day, this is from Van Halen, Sammy Hagar Vintage. Finish what you started. In response to what Vinny said about the Phoenix Suns and what they did Saturday and what they need to continue to do tonight in Salt Lake City. I like that. Sammy Hagar um, actually just said, he was quoted as saying, listen, if we if we ever do a Van Halen tribute concert, I want to be the one to front it. And if David Lee Roth doesn't want to be part of it, I can sing his songs because they're easy. I can sing his songs lying down on my back while smoking. And I don't smoke. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He brought the he, smoke, though. But can he do the David Lee Roth scream? Can he do the kick? Listen, David Lee Roth said it best. He said, Sammy Hager likes to party. I am the party. Yo. Have you ever said publicly what uh, side you're on? I'm on Team Roth. Are you? Lee Roth or Roth. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Sammy Hagar is is by far the much better vocalist. There's no debating that. But But listen, Van Halen just all their songs became gooey love songs. The band sounds totally different. Totally different. Totally. That is true. And they started the the clever uh, naming of albums too. This is off of O U eight one two. Right, right, right. Back in the day, they were just Van Halen, Van Halen two. Right, diver down for unlawful carnal knowledge. Nineteen eighty four. There you go. A little Van Halen today. Finish what you started today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. I haven't seen the tweet. It's an ongoing process. Uh, I'm I'm following it very closely, just like everybody else is here, and uh, looking forward to a resolution. I'm excited. Thinking about Lamar all the time. Thinking about him as our quarterback. We're building our offense around that idea, and uh, I'm just looking forward to getting back to football. I'm confident that's going to happen. That's John Harbaugh speaking at the owners' meetings today. 
Uh, all the NFL coaches will speak. I guess Jonathan Gannon of the Cardinals will be speaking to the media tomorrow. But that coincided with the release of a tweet. You heard John Harbaugh make reference to the tweet. Lamar Jackson tweeted this morning, basically laying it out for fans. Hey, March 2nd, I requested a trade away from the Baltimore Ravens. It sounds like he's completely done. John Harbaugh left the door open, said I'm still confident he'll be back. I wonder how this shifts the thinking of the Baltimore Ravens, if at all. Are they willing to cave in now? And if they do, give a sweetheart offer to Lamar Jackson. Is he past the point of accepting it? He says he doesn't feel valued by the organization. Nice. Yeah, listen, um, I, I, I I don't know where this thing is going. I know a lot of Cardinal fans have already jumped on social media. Hey, can we trade Kyler Murray for him? Apparently the Cardinals picked up Kyler Murray's option on Saturday, and as a result, there would be a serious cap hit. There would. I brought that up more more tongue-in-cheek, but just, yeah. that's the reaction. But it <laughs> is the reaction, see, When you yeah. see news like this, that's how some Cardinal fans yeah. react. yeah. Speaking of the Cardinals, there was news out there that the Cardinals, in an effort to kind of jumpstart the DeAndre Hopkins talks, have now authorized teams to deal with DeAndre individually to try to facilitate a trade. Leaving the agent out of it? Is there one? It's this guy, Ken Francis. (laughs) Lighten up, Francis. I'm pretty sure Hop uh, affiliated himself with somebody who's been approved by the NFLPA, unlike Lamar Jackson. You know the um, the other rumor that's around the Arizona Cardinals right now that's starting to pick up some steam is a fashion rumor. This oh, yeah, I've been seeing this everywhere. This new uniform rumor is really taking off. Uh-oh. I heard uh, that, and Mike Jarecki put it out there, uh, that he had heard that there was new jerseys, new uniforms on the way. Now some people are doing some digging, and apparently over the weekend, I don't know if this is still the case, on the NFL.com shop, items, like current uniform items for players still on both the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals were discounted which they don't normally do. So people are reading into it. Maybe this is the offseason where new uniforms happen. I'm looking right now. Every item is discounted. Really? On this home on the Cardinals homepage on NFL.com. Now, slash that be related like, to the offseason? Like, take a look at the Las Vegas Raiders, for instance, and see if, if they have anything right, discounted. Because you know the Raiders place. are never changing their uniform. <laughs> right. I also That's my heard comment. over the weekend. Oh, they got discounted stuff, too. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. By, I don't by, hear By current players? That yeah. this person heard not only run- uniform rumors, but that it is a massive shift in appearance for the Cardinals. I don't know if I believe it. I'm just saying what I heard. Wow. Yeah. That wouldn't be, this would be the time to do it. This would be the time to do it because already there's some people are like, wait a minute, you, you raise season ticket prices on us for what? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. People have been clamoring for new Cardinals uniforms for so long now and so intensely. Do you think they'll even be happy with what comes out after oh, waiting for it for so long? No, but it's an excellent distraction. It is an excellent distraction. The only way really to appease uniform fans now, especially in the NFL, is when you go back to a modernized look of an old look that you used to wear. Something okay. classic. Like when the Cardinals unveiled those uniforms in 2005, they were very much of the time. And they look today as if mm-hmm. it's 2005 again. Right. Um, so if you, like, 
doing what the Atlanta Falcons did with their grading. Like, it's just stupid. Just go back to something that worked in the past. A revamp of a past look. Yes, you can't go wrong. And how many NBA teams true. always like they'll they'll ditch uniforms and then they'll bring them back and call them classics? Like when the Detroit Pistons changed to teal, the classic uniforms. The Hill no, everybody ones. hated them back in the day, yeah. but now they're classics. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Well, the Suns have been so good at that. I mean, the the Valley jerseys with the sunset from the finals run, mm-hmm. those are probably the most popular jerseys they've had since the Charles Barkley era ones, which they went back to this year. Yes, and everybody loves them. And even outside of the Phoenix market, yes. people love that if jersey. If the Suns get new uniforms, which I, I think is, is happening again, they should probably go back to some sort of look that's related to that. Uh, by the way, I just checked. We mentioned it earlier in the show. Our own uh, pathetic showing on this show, and as everybody else did, of uh, on our NCAA brackets. Mm-hmm. I checked the big competition that's going on in the office. You know who's in first place? Ron Wolfley. No. Jackie the Jet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I told you that at the beginning of the show. You said he was in... No, you said he, he had two left. You didn't say he was in first yeah, place, Yeah, he's in you? first place, yes. <laughs> and I'm... No, yeah, you ne- you never mentioned that, Jared. He's he's in 1,300th place out of, like, 24 million in the <laughs> overall uh, ESPN one. I don't know how. There's 62 people in this contest. I don't, with my awful bracket, somehow I'm ahead of, like, 20 people. I'm in 35th place. <laughs> Only one person. And the whole stinking thing has a possible champion left as a UConn champion. Yes, as long as UConn does not win the championship, the Jet will fly to the title. <laughs> Sorry. We should uh, hire Jackie the Jet as our college basketball insider next I year. <laughs> I don't know. People usually hate in an office pool when someone who doesn't work in the office wins. So I told him to put down his bracket as Jarrett 2. And he- <laughs> Just wrote it on himself as Jackie the Jet. Yeah. Well, he's doing well. Yeah, let him be proud. I have not... This is now, I think, 30 years since I won a bracket competition. Wow. The last time I won one, I was in college. And it was Duke's... When they won back-to-back. So everybody's, oh, they'll never win back-to-back. And I was the only one that picked Duke. And I won the whole thing. Wow. That money ran out quick. That's odd. <laughs> That's odd that you were the only one that picked a defending champion. But it, champ, I think that that was the last team to repeat. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Well, like, Florida no, went back no, to no, back. No, Florida oh, went. Florida, Florida went, went back, back. To back. You're right. Oh, six and one of those teams, don't you, Vinny? Uh, oh, oh, don't yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, what was that guy's name? Al Horford. Al, Al Horford. Yes. Brewer. Humphrey. Somebody green. That's the guy I couldn't remember. Chandler Parsons, or was he no, later? No, it was later. He never won anything his whole life. Holy darn oh. <laughs> He's had I a said, rough go lately. Be was, nice to Chandler. Yeah. Talking to somebody with the uh, at the station, that's probably the last team where you could name three or four or five of the starters. Yeah. That Florida team. In, in college basketball, yeah. 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 Maybe. There, yeah. Was, there Maybe. was a time when uh, you could just roll them right off your tongue. Yeah. Remember that NC State team? Oh, you remember that team, don't you? <laughs> Lorenzo Charles! Derek Wittenberg! <laughs> Houston, Georgetown, You're Duke, UNLV. The Suns drafted Derek Wittenberg that, that year. I was over the moon. Yeah. Like, he's going to be the next star. I was yeah. such a big Derek Wittenberg fan. <laughs> he was terrible. I don't think he ever played no, in the NBA. I don't think he did. Yeah. That is going to do it for us on this uh, Monday. Thanks for hanging out. 
putting up with our goofiness. Yeah. What do you say we Good do it show. again tomorrow morning Let's at do 6? It. Thanks again to Dave Pash for joining us. If you missed any of the show, you can catch up on it at ArizonaSports.com or on the Arizona Sports app. Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.